Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hi, everyone. Vicki Vasilega here. Thanks for listening in to today's COVID-19 podcast. Today's feature podcast is from a COVID-19 webinar recorded earlier that you may have missed or may want to hear again. So let's listen in as our content matter experts share their experiences and recommendations for optimal patient care and operational strategies. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to ASHP's podcasts. And of course, you know, being a former RPD myself, one of the things we look forward to the most is are those uh, traditions and the, the culmination, the graduation ceremonies, but then you have a pandemic year and you have some unique challenges. Can you tell us a little bit about how did you get creative to find a way to still celebrate and end your your, your past year, the 2019-2020 year on a positive note? And we'll start with Michelle. Thanks. Um, so, you know, it became really apparent in the early part of the spring that we were not going to be able to offer our graduation activities as we had in the past. And we normally had a formal graduation ceremony that took place within the organization and an auditorium with a reception afterwards. And then sometimes on a separate day, but sometimes on the same day, we would have a, an after hours picnic with catering from a local, usually barbecue place, because it is Virginia, um, and with a potluck activity. Um, and so clearly none of those things were gonna happen. So what we did instead was we began planning for a virtual graduation. And so um, in our program, each of our residents has an administrative job. Um, and so there was a person whose administrative job was end of the year activities. And she was an incredible blessing to me because I couldn't have done all of this without her help. But we decided we're gonna have a virtual graduation. We developed a slide template. We had each resident um, send in pictures of all of their graduations through life. So we had pre-K, kindergarten, middle school, high school, undergraduate, and pharmacy school graduation pictures in a slide, and then pictures with their families since families were unable to participate in person. And again, like Pat mentioned, some of our residents hadn't seen their families since the winter holidays, so that they had a family picture in, in the slideshow as well. Um, each resident also created a video. We had never had that video request before. And so their videos were really short under a couple of minutes, but they talked about maybe what their favorite parts of the year were, what they learned most, what they appreciate most about UVA. And then the video was incorporated into the slide presentation. Then each resident's advisor program director spoke about them. And so it had a really nice touch and it allowed us to hear from them because we weren't able to really all get together for graduation. And then um, we had it through Zoom. And so families, grandparents, people from as far as Michigan and Alabama, their hometowns, their significant others were all able to participate in graduation. And, you know, that we don't normally have that many family members in attendance because they have to, you know, take a day off work and travel to Charlottesville. And so that that really had a far-reaching effect and it did allow for a celebration of their efforts, for the preceptors to recognize them, the program directors to recognize them, and them in turn to to show their appreciation for the, the program and what they learned over the course of their year or two with us. Obviously, we couldn't have a picnic either, so we uh, worked with a local restaurant, you know, try to shop local and uh, pay back to the community. And so we had the local restaurant provide to-go meals for the residents and their plus one, um, and they were able to pick those up. 
um, and and have um, had their meal, um, even though it wasn't it wasn't altogether like we would have had in the past. You know, we have um, had furloughs here at UVA in some capacity. Every team member, regardless of their position, um, had some degree of furlough, with the exception of our GME trainees, and that included the pharmacy residents. So they were they were fully protected from that. But I mean, even as the program director, and you know, every level of person within the organization has had some degree of furlough, um, and you know, that made it hard to just provide some of the end of the year activities and, and closure and things like that when you know you're out one week out of every three or four. But we were able to get it all done and recognize everybody. Um, we did have our regional residency conference. It was initially postponed and then it, it did actually take place, but it was the last week of June. It was the week of graduation. So you know that's I mean it was great that we were able to have it happen, but it was also at a time that we, there were a lot of other things taking place. Um, but again, we held tight. We did have to adjust some of the original presentation practice sessions because you didn't need to have those in April when the conference was going to be um, June 22nd and 23rd. And then we normally have a pharmacy research day where all the posters are displayed and, you know, we have cookies and uh, our chiefs come through and look at the posters in addition to all the pharmacy team members. And that that was something that we we just didn't have um, in any capacity this year. But, you know, we, we did find a way to celebrate each resident again going forward. I will always now live stream graduation so that it isn't necessary for families to travel to Charlottesville to participate. You know, I still think it'll be a long time before we're allowed to have visitors in the organization. Um, and so that will allow, again, a far reaching opportunity for the residents to be celebrated by not just their UVA family, but by their uh, the family that raised them. Thank you. I love hearing all of those ideas. It sounds like you guys had some very special moments. And I'm sure you celebrated as well in Nebraska. Pat, could you share with us a little bit about your uh, closing festivities? Sure, sure. A couple of things too, kind of uh, maybe uh, I'll just, you know, as we as we were leading into the May and June uh, timeframes and really April, May and June, uh, one of the things that we wanted to really to do was, you know, obviously the stress level across the whole organization or country was was elevated. And so what I did was, we worked really hard with our managers, our program directors, our RAC committee, and our residents to determine what are the essential and non-essential things that we can do uh, that would relieve some stress uh, as we as we led up to uh, the graduation date. Uh, and one of the things we kept them saying, I kept saying, you're going to graduate. We're going to make sure that everything is going to be taken care of. But a couple of things that we did within our power, like, for example, uh, residents, they usually give two pharmacy grand rounds presentations throughout the year. They had already given one in the fall and the PGY1s were, were due to give a second one in the April, May, June months. Uh, and we knew our preceptors were feeling the pressure, especially with uh, changes at their home life uh, with, with those that had children. Uh, we knew we were, our, we were, our staff was pretty uh, working full steam uh, each and every day, as well as our residents. And so one of the things that we did was uh, I, as the program director, we canceled the second Grand Rounds presentation. Another thing we did was try to buy us some extra time once we found out that our regional residency conference uh, in Omaha uh, was canceled. Uh, it was scheduled to happen the second week of May. What we did was that we pushed uh, our residents' uh, presentations of their research projects until the last week of June, uh, and they did that just internally um, via Zoom to to our staff. Uh, so those type of things, I think, gave them a little more reassurance that uh, to let lessen some of the stress that they were feeling while still 
giving them hope that yes, they were still on the way uh, to graduation and that graduation was still gonna happen. And similar to Michelle, you know, uh, we conducted our graduation ceremony uh, virtually this year. We were fortunate though to obtain um, uh, and reserve one of our really large, large conference rooms uh, where we just, just had program directors and residents uh, uh, appropriately uh, wearing our uh, protective measures. But we uh, Zoomed uh, the ceremony with a nice uh, slide deck honoring each resident. And uh, the camera was focused on the front of the room. And so the family and friends that were joining us from near and far away were able to see their, their uh, spouse, you know, friend, son or daughter, uh, that being the PGY-1 or PGY-2 resident, come down and, and actually receive their certificate of residency. And we realized that, you know, uh, it wasn't going to be the same as, as seeing their, their loved ones in person. But uh, this was, you know, the next best thing that we could do. And we really tried to, to do that for them. And the feedback was that they really, I think, um, had a very uh, heartwarming uh, ceremony, uh, given the circumstances. Uh, another thing that we did um, was our uh, PGY2 emergency medicine program director uh, came up uh, with an idea and a lot of innovations. Uh, it's just I'm just still amazed even to hear from Michelle and all the, the innovative things that you did at your program and just, you know, in, in reading um, things that have been published, uh, all the innovative ways that have, have arisen as a result of the pandemic uh, in terms of residency training. But what we uh, did was we decided, well, we would like to not just have the ceremony and just send them off and send them on their way, but maybe let's do go a little bit, take it a step further. And so what we did is we created a thing called resident tributes. And uh, each day leading up to the graduation ceremony. So we just each day for each of our PGY-1 and PGY-2 residents, there was an email that went out to our entire staff. And in the email, it contained, uh, it's very colorful, and it contained just a, a really a tribute uh, to, the, to the resident. It had uh, information like their background, what their future plans were, um, who their pharmacy role model was, what was their biggest accomplishment during the residency year, what their spirit animal was. That's always fun. The advice that they'd give for a future resident. And I think uh, another thing that was really uh, taken to heart was we collected you know, some thank yous from our staff to the residents, really showing them the gratitude for all of the hard work that they did. And so that was included on this resident tribute. So that went out each day honoring a certain resident uh, up until the time of our graduation. And the day of the graduation ceremony, we uh, uh, announced the preceptor of the year and we did the same thing for the preceptor of the year. And our director and our managers uh, were so happy with that. They've asked us now to, um, to do something like that for our staff so that we can, you know, as our staff has grown and we have a large staff, it's hard to know everybody. And so this is something that, that I think we're going to definitely do for our staff. And we're going to keep this as a tradition for our residents going forward each and every year. Thank you. That was wonderful. I'm really excited to hear about all those great ideas. And, you know, Pat, you know, you know, sooner finish that, and really before you finish that, you're simultaneously working on onboarding this large class of new people. Um, it's like the cycle never ends, and you're onboarding and orienting uh, new residents in this strange new environment with social distancing and CDC guidance. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you've been um, making that all happen with your new residents that just came, just started. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. And 
you know, like all program directors across the country, I told the residents, I said, well, you're the first class that I'm graduating in a pandemic. And for the new class coming on, you're the first class I've ever onboarded in a pandemic. And um, hopefully that, you know, we won't have that happen, uh, you know, come 2021, 22. But uh, definitely it was, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, after the match day or excuse me, on the match day, I, as I do every year, I make my congratulatory phone call to each resident. Um, congratulating them on matching with us and welcoming them officially to as part of our uh, Nebraska Medicine Residency family. Uh, what I've tried to do all along from that that day on is number one, um, I tried to decrease their fears, and that's by providing them with transparent information and to keep them uh, you know, to pass along uh, the any knowledge that I had of, of what was going on, certainly within our organization. Um, and certainly being maintaining contact with them uh, so that we could make sure that they would their onboarding process was going to be as smooth as possible. So I think that helped my onboarding emails that I send out and just giving them, you know, the normal in the normal in a non-pandemic year, there's a lot of stuff that as we as program directors obviously have to send out and get things ready for the residents to, to come on board. But this year is just a little extra, I guess a little extra umph in there in terms of uh, things like licensing. Definitely made sure that um, I, what I had, what I did was I had our residents uh, obtain intern licenses right away, just uh, just in case, um, especially for those that were out of state. Uh, then our governor made an emergency decree, and, and our residents obtained provisional licenses, which that was uh, that was outstanding. And then about in May, May maybe probably middle of May, it looked like our residents. Uh, in terms of the testing sites that were around Omaha, things were kind of getting pushed out to, to the August. And you know, we had residents that were going to drive up to two hours away. Uh, fortunately, um, within about a, two weeks after that, all of a sudden, these extra testing sites uh, did open up. And uh, they were able to really take all of their exams in a pretty fairly quickly and efficient manner. So I wish every year was as, as smooth as this year has been in terms of licensing. That was a pleasant surprise, to say the least. A few other things I did in terms of onboarding, um, the residents are always paired up with a, a resident buddy with the, the current class, with the incoming class, uh, to assist in making their transition uh, to Omaha as smooth as possible. And I think that helped a lot, too, to alleviate some of the fears that they had. Some of the first this year, not only for our program, but for our hospital uh, organization as a whole, is they can, that, that hosp new hospital orientation was conducted virtually this year. Um, so residents were at home when that happened. Um, we were also able to uh, train our residents on our computer system uh, from the comforts of their own home, and they said that that worked uh, very well. Uh, the last thing in terms of onboarding is that in working with our internal medicine coordinator and our co-chair of our preceptor development committee, uh, she was actually absolutely uh, phenomenal in devising about three or four different schedule templates because we had to not only maintain appropriate social distancing when we were when our pharmacists were training our residents but as uh, as patients changed on our floors and uh, pharmacists were in you know so, some pharmacy satellite rooms are bigger and smaller than others we had to have all these different um, I guess plans in place just in case if X happened then what would happen and she was phenomenal in doing that and so far that the training of our residents uh, in July has really, been uh, probably one of the best years that we can really remember in terms of when we asked them their feedback thus far into it. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, and Michelle, how about at, uh, at UVA? How's it gone? Have you had any challenges with licensure or onboarding? 
Um, so our residents, as I mentioned previously, are part of graduate medical education and our um, GME office um, requires them to attend GME orientation, which is usually the second week of June. Um, and that instead of being in person where they run all around Charlottesville and have a um, scavenger hunt and make videos and fun things like that was was all virtual. And then they just came into the organization for a one hour period to pick up their badges. And they even were mailed their parking permits in advance. And so there, there wasn't the line at the parking office. There were lots of wonderful things that were done to, again, reduce exposure and to ensure social distancing. Um, so as soon as GME orientation was over, um, we went into EPIC train, or excuse me, electronic medical record training. <laughs> um, and we, I was able to actually revise the curriculum for our electronic um, health record training this year, such that it had always been an eight-hour course, but knowing that almost everyone coming into our organization has had previous experience, we were able to reduce that to a four-hour course, but based on the large number of residents that we had, we offered training um, in two half-day increments, so we had half the class in the first half of the day, and the second half of the class in the second part of the day, and then the trainer was actually virtual, and the residents did have to be on site for that because they had to be in the training environment, which is only available in our training rooms. Um, but again, changing the curricula was actually very beneficial to our staff as well as the residents. One thing that was not an issue for us, and it, it, it seems a little peculiar to say, but we had I had no trouble with licensing and test dates. All of my residents took all of their tests by June 15th. And I know that that is not the case for a lot of programs. And then also knowing the ASHP modified the policy regarding licensure due to the delays this year. So we were incredibly blessed that that happened, but we had contingency plans for orientation training and even different start dates for our rotations should there have been significant delays. But based on how diligent they were and continuing to research eight, um, test sites, I mean, one even drove to Vermont, which is really far from Virginia, um, in order to take her test, but um, they did all test and have the licenses on the Board of Pharmacy website before they started training in the pharmacy. I also had to have splash guards installed in the resident office between the desks as they, the office as it was, didn't follow CDC guidelines. And so they weren't six feet apart. And so we had to install splash guards. And then another thing that's been really beneficial for my program, I mean, I hope this is like a pearl that everyone can benefit from, but we actually have created a, a housing document. Um, and so we have the apartment complexes where all the current students and residents live, as well as like places where people have lived previously. And it includes um, some general information about the side of town that it's on, the commute to and from the hospital, um, and the pros and cons of that particular complex or area. And that's in the opinion of the person who filled out the, the Google survey. So it, you know, it's subjective, but we always distribute that to our residents on match day so that they at least have something to start with. But since no one was able to come to Charlottesville and look at apartments this year, the incoming residents were highly complimentary of at least having that because they all chose to live somewhere that was already on that list instead of trying to figure out a new place. And so that, that was incredibly beneficial and the incoming residents have been uh, have raved uh, about having that and being able to select a place to live that had the amenities that they were looking for, you know, based on feedback from a, a peer. So, 
so those are some of the things that we've been doing. Again, we were blessed. We didn't have to use our contingency plans for orientation. Um, we did have to allocate where people train slightly differently because we often used overtime um, of our pharmacists to, to train the residents. And again, being in a furlough situation, we were also in a no overtime situation. So we had to get creative where people trained, but they all did go through all the orientation and training sessions and were able to start rotations last week. That is wonderful. And uh, it sounds like neither of you had to um, worry about furloughs with your residents. Is that correct? But at least there is an ASHP statement available on our website to, to give people something to show their leadership if they did feel like a, that was in danger. Let's talk a little bit about now you have to face, you know, it's never really the end. You just onboard one class of residents and get them settled, everything on the cycle keeps moving and next thing you know it, um, it's recruitment season or as I used to say, it's always recruitment season. It never feels like it really ends. But now we've got some interesting challenges this year and knowing you guys, you're very organized and probably, you know, thinking ahead. And so I wanted to uh, pick your brain a bit and maybe we'll, we'll start with Patrick and ask, you know, what are you thinking about? What's your some strategies that you're planning for um, with this new type of recruitment we might be looking at due to COVID. Yes, thank you. I like I always say, yeah, every every day is a recruiting day, opportunity for a recruiting day in, at, uh, in any residency program. Uh, you know, I think considering, obviously, first and foremost, the health of our patients, and we want to protect people in the public and, and society, uh, and do our do you know be lead, be examples and lead in terms of trying to uh, control this uh, this virus. But when we consider the health of the students and uh, you know protecting our patients within our institutions and abiding by um, you know, probably each institution's guidance uh, and guidelines on on organizational travel and visitor policies, you know we're we're really preparing uh, uh, for an on-site or excuse me a, a completely virtual um, residency interview season. And, uh, you know, just it was just about a couple of weeks ago, I started receiving some emails from some uh, of our local and regional career fairs and showcases. And these are, you know, uh, ones that we've had have uh, that I've attended in person for a number of years. And uh, the uh, uh, the message of the email uh, was that they were going to a virtual format. And uh, so I think that that is uh, obviously it's in the best interest of, of everybody that is happening for those local and regional showcases. And so we're really starting to, I think, uh, prepare uh, for that and know that that's going to be a reality. We're going to take some lessons that we learned. Uh, I know we had hired on uh, a few new staff pharmacists um, that had uh, interviewed and in, I think it was maybe April-ish um, all virtually. And so there was definitely some learnings there. And then, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we had um, a, uh, a virtual survey by Accreditation Services Division on one of our PGY2 programs uh, just in the last couple of weeks. And uh, that worked very, very well. We uh, learned a lot um, about uh, waiting rooms and Zoom and uh, were able to conduct uh, the, the virtual uh, tour. And uh, so I think we're going to uh, take those lessons learned and, and take that experience as experience gained uh, that we can continue to be innovative in our ways uh, that will still be able to not only recruit uh, a new new students and new residents for the new class, but also, you know, give them the uh, as much of a personal touch in a virtual format that we possibly can so that they can make 
their best decision too, especially when we know students across the country, I know will be uh, anxiously awaiting to see what, what happens uh, with uh, uh, residency um, uh, interview season. Thank you, Pat. How about you, Michelle? What are you guys doing to get ready for the next recruitment and interview season? So it has already been decided here at UVA that all of the medical residency interviews will be virtual. Um, and again, knowing that we fall under GMA. So we've already said in the pharmacy, all of our interviews um, will be virtual. So in thinking how we've normally done our interviews, you know, we have on average six applicants a day and it's about a two third of a day experience. But with it being virtual, you know, now we don't have to offer lunch. And, you know, we're going to have to tackle the tour a different way, which I'll talk about in a minute. So I have already these ideas in my head of having like half day interviews and having a morning group and an afternoon group and being able to to have maybe fewer interview days because we, again, don't know what the health of the country and our organization and our staff will look like while also, you know, having having fewer interview days, but interviewing the, the appropriate number of people that we need to interview. And um, we have an organizational policy that professional travel is prohibited. So, you know, I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, and even personal travel has a number of limitations on it that would include likely any travel outside of the, the local area, a 14-day self-quarantine upon return. So we also know that our, our residents aren't going to likely be able to go anywhere to interview either. And, and we already have um, some offices that we use in our satellite campus school of pharmacy that can be used for our residents to interview virtually. You know, thinking about having virtual interviews also prevents that that room reservation nightmare thing that I described earlier on in the webinar. And, you know, I think, you know, it'll it'll be more efficient for our staff and, and the candidates as well. You know, they'll be able to perhaps, they won't miss as many rotation, the students won't miss as many rotation days going on interview because there won't necessarily be travel. So I do think there'll be some some bright spots of that. Our, some of our GME programs are already beginning to work with marketing to develop a UVA health um, virtual tour. And so we can likely use those efforts that have been put in by some of our GME programs um, to have a virtual tour since, you know, obviously I don't think many candidates would want to come to a place that they haven't seen some version of, um, whether it's, it's virtual or, you know, video online. Um, and we're also in the process of already updating our residency website. We're getting our class pictures made in a socially distanced fashion next week so that we have as much information out as early as possible, knowing that, you know, I think lots of things are going to change um, for the students as, as they're trying to figure out if they can continue rotations and things like that. So, you know, I, I do see that we'll have more different ways to do this, and it'll probably give us some cost savings um, as well as you can't ever put a value on saving time. So, you know, I think that we're, we'll, you know, it would obviously be nice to have them here and to shake their hands, but I don't see handshakes happening for a really long time. So, I, you know, I think that we're going to um, to do our best and to put our best foot forward and to, you know, show them what, who, who we are and, you know, if they can decide if they, if they fit. listening in today. For more information, please be sure to check out the ASHP COVID-19 Resource Center at ashp.org backslash COVID-19. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, 
access show notes and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.